This is attorney Larry Rowe. Question. Why would you take a local auto crash case to a huge out-of-state law firm? Be smart, stay local, and visit me at LarryLRowe.com. This is Retire Right Radio, a weekly show from John Burdett at 4th Avenue Financial that aims to answer your questions about financial planning, investing, and how to retire right. 4th Avenue Financial is located in downtown Charleston at 170 Court Street. More information online at 4thAvenueFinancial.com. Join the conversation by calling 304-345-5858 or text 304-935-5008. On Retire Right Radio, let's go live to the studio with host Dale Cooper and John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. And every point of good morning to you, everyone. You are listening to Retire Right Radio on 580 WCHS, the voice of Charleston. I'm Dale Cooper. Thanks for tuning in on this Monday morning. A little rainy as you're coming into work this morning. And I have to say, it seems like that we did it right once again. A beautiful weekend. Uh, held off the rain for the most part yesterday. A little bit of rain in the morning, but it was a, still a pretty nice Sunday. And then we rain on Monday morning. That's the way that it should be. It should be rain on Monday morning, not sunny on Monday morning. You want it to be <laughs> rain and dark when you're going into work. John Burdett is uh, in studio with us this morning, of course, for Retire Right Radio. John, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. Man, it is uh, It is a nice Monday, uh, although there's a little bit of rain out there. It's still kind of a nice uh, uh late spring kind of drizzle going into work this morning. The It's not coming down so hard where you should have too many traffic issues. I, I don't think Jenny Murray had uh, much to report on the uh, on the report just before that. So, uh, And uh, I think it's going to be raining off and on all day today. And then I look tomorrow, and I think it's supposed to be like sunny and 75 tomorrow. All right. That's that's one of those days, man. That's one of those days that I, that I circle on the calendar. It's nice pretend to... Pretend you're in San Diego. Today. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the weather can still come and go and be kind of nice. Uh, the, the market so much... Uh, you know, there was some give and take last week. It looked pretty good, then it looked horrible, and then maybe a little bit of buyback and settling things down. Hardly any use to talk about the volatility because things are just volatile. It's just a little bit wild. Well, I think it's seven weeks in a row now we've been down, which yeah. is... Uh, I think, I believe it's 2001 the last time that happened. Um, Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's been 20-plus years since we've had seven down weeks in a row. So the market is definitely... Speaking of the weather, it's it's been raining on Wall Street. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Not many sunny days on Wall Street right now. Uh, yeah, things are are looking. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, uh, basically every every narrative that you find these days has something to do that's tied into something that uh, goes back into the market, whether it be supply chains or interest rates or inflation right. or something. Almost every headline has something to do with it. Yeah, the uh, um, of course the Nasdaq's been in bear market territory uh, for several weeks now. Um, the S&P uh, Friday briefly went into bear market territory, but then rallied at the end of the day. So we're, you know, within 1% of, of, of having an official bear market in the, uh, in the S&P. And, of course, the Dow Jones, the more industrial, more, you know, really more diversified, uh, not so tech-heavy index, uh, it's down 13.5%. So it's, it's definitely fared better than, than the overall market. Not quite as bad as the other ones. On our afternoon show that we do uh, with Dave Weekly, uh, we have one, uh, Amy Smith from Investors Business Daily from time to time. And, you know, they're, they're not in, uh, beholden to, uh, um, you know, they can say a lot more because they're not individual in- investors or advisors or stuff like sure. that. But, but her opinion is right now, basically, it, it kind of stinks, but it's also a great opportunity. <laughs> so, so yeah. you gotta, you gotta keep your head above water just a little bit. Well, I mean, you, you can start to see some signs. Um, 
the bond market has actually been rallying, and and that was one of the real painful points uh, earlier in the year when the bond market was falling and the stock market was falling. So where do you go for safety? There was nowhere to hide, basically. Right. Whatever you were in, you were down. Um, so mo- that money was flowing into cash and uh, um, really not doing anything. Of course, cash is one of those things right now that's getting burnt up at 8% by inflation. So it's just there was no good alternatives to put the money. Um, so now you're seeing some of that more traditional diversification work. So the markets are rocky. Money has uh, gone into the safety of the bond market. Uh, some of the um, news that's been out, last week we had some retail news with Target and Walmart that really upset the market. Um, but also you can look at some of that news because it was the consumer uh, behaviors were mm-hmm. changing and, and adjusting, and they were having troubles you know, kind of adjusting to it. Um, that's really what you want to see if you want to see inflation uh, peak and, and, and come off its high. So in a way, the bad news last week might be seeds that, you know, kind of uh, change the, uh, uh, the storyline of the market and the, and the inflation if, 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 you know, that bears itself out. I'm not sure what the, uh, the financial equivalent of it is, but we're looking for like the basement or for the bounce or like wherever we're going to, wherever it's going to kind of stop at for things to, for recovery to become more evident. Yeah. And, and, and really what you want is just fear. <laughs> you want to see fear, uh, uh, you know, That's in the market. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're getting close to that, I think. Uh, you know, you can, you can judge that from calls that come into the office, things of that nature, but you can also judge it from the headlines. You know, when the headlines say, you know, oh, gosh, we have 40 percent more downside to go and, you know, all these scare articles, you know, that's usually a sign that that, uh, hey, maybe maybe we're at a bottom because fear has to be the highest for it to really bottom. Because when fear is high, everybody that was going to make a move, everybody that was going to panic out has already been shaken out. And so the strong hands are there. And that's that forms the base that that. Uh, inevitably leads to the next rally that that uh, historically has always been to higher highs. Yeah, that that is actually a compelling narrative talking about exactly how that kind of uh, in a brief uh, summary that you just put it how how that kind of plays out a little bit. So I guess all you could do for the most part is just observe right now and and uh, react where you can where you need to and, and, we, and find opportunity. You know, if you have cash on the sideline, I mean, this is the time uh, to to. You know, really think about those long-term positions. You know, you can buy things right now, and it may still go down for a little more period of time, but you're still getting it at a much, you know, better price than you would have several months ago. You could overthink that a little bit, I guess. Yeah, so if you're a long-term investor, yes, you might not get the exact bottom, but – but historically, you know, if you know, if you think, well, the market will find higher highs, like it always has every time time it's fallen in the past – then you, you're getting a better deal than you had if, had several months ago if you buy quality things that you understand and know and are comfortable owning. Maybe that's you out there. You're out there and uh, you're feeling a little bit of pressure or squeeze or you're a little nervous or maybe you're worried about running out of money. And that's something we're going to talk about this morning in your retirement. You can give us a call this morning and John can help point you in the right direction and answer your question directly. 304-345-5858. 345-5858 is our number. Any question you have about how you can retire right, uh, the market as it stands right now, any investment help that you might need in planning your retirement, John can help you out with that. 304-345-5858. 345-5858. You can find out more information online, 4th Avenue 
fourthavenuefinancial.com. That's fourthavenuefinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing. That's the number fourth as well. Fourthavenuefinancial.com. You can also go to Facebook, do that same search, and like the page. John shares uh, articles just like what we have today, which is eight ways that you can run out of money during retirement that uh, we shared across our socials on 580WCHS, uh, Twitter, and on Facebook. You can find on his page as well at fourthavenuefinancial.com and the Facebook. Uh, do a search for that. And this is something that – and. I'll be, I, I use my mom as a juxtaposition a lot when we talk about this program um, in that um, she just recently retired within the last four or five years, and uh, she did it right. You know, she never made – she was never a millionaire making money anyway, but she worked at a blue-collar job for 50 years basically in the same industry, the majority of it with the same people, um, put a little bit of money away in retirement every single paycheck and was able to retire fine. She, right. did, she did fine. She did exactly the, she did it exactly the way you're supposed to do it. But now I think about mom. I'm like, well, mom, you did everything great. You played the market all the way through there. You're seven, you just turned 70, you know, congratulations. But man, the market's in turmoil. Um, this isn't something I talked to my mom about. So it's not like we had this discussion. If she needed help, she would let me know, but just, Looking at uh, looking at this situation, I'm thinking, here's somebody who did everything right. You know, they they have uh, a monthly withdrawal that they take to to live out of retirement correctly. That doesn't necessarily mean that everything just because you retire right and everything looked right when you retire, there's still some uh, tension that could happen after you retire, depending on market uh, performance and oh, things absolutely. like that. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at the market, episodes like this, let's let's call this one a. Uh so far, a baby, a baby bear market. Right. I mean, about every five years. A cub market. Yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> uh, every five years, uh, this is going to happen. You, you just have to expect that, and that's why in your, uh, you know, financial plan, you have to build in that resiliency because you can't know when these events are going to happen exactly. You can't know how deep they're going to be or when they recover. But we do know that they're going to happen throughout the course of retirement. You know, if you have a twenty-five, thirty-year retirement. You know, you're going to have five, six of these type of periods to live through, to draw income through, to pay the bills during retirement, and you're going to have to deal with that. And, and there's a lot of ways that, and that's just one of the pressures when you're looking at the market, and that's something that's kind of in the now that could affect like maybe your confidence or where you're at. But there's a lot of things that could happen even during regular times that can possibly misbalance a little bit of what you're doing. Uh, one of the big things, and I know that uh, traditionally when you're, when you're talking about retirement and you're talking about the government help with Social Security and things like that, you know, we've moved to retirement age around a little bit, in part because, and everybody knows this, when, when we first came out with this program, life expectancy wasn't what it is now. You were expected to have to live a few years off of your retirement and not a decade or maybe a decade and a half or two decades, you know, depending on how things go. So you really could have a problem where you, I mean, we all want to be optimistic with how long we're to live, but you could over over or underestimate your life expectancy, and that could be a real problem with uh, with your funds. Absolutely, I mean, I have active clients that that drive into my office, come in, sit down for a meeting, and approaching ninety years old, right. and and you'd never know it. I mean, you know, people are living longer, and uh, um, you know that longevity is wonderful, but it does present pressure in your financial plan for sure um, not just because the money has to last longer but things like inflation that we've has been such a topic this right. year um, you know over the course of retirement you know prices are probably going to double or maybe triple depending on what the inflation rate is um, is your plan designed to keep up with that so you know that's what longevity that's that's the issue that it really raises um, and how you run out of money is because your needs continue to march you know a lot of times folks have let's say a pension if you retired mm. with a pension most of those don't have cost of living adjustments 
So when you retire and you you go towards the end of retirement, that might only be buy a third as many groceries. Right. Where's the rest of the money coming from to make up your, your mm-hmm. lifestyle? Did you account for that? So the, that's really um, where that longevity um, issue kicks in. I just can't imagine, and, and not to be flippant about it, but you know, many of the industries that we, we, we talk about in bio and medical and things like that are life-extending industries. You know, they, they're finding ways, and even if it's uh, – even if – like other things that, that are being accomplished, like uh, going after cancers and different things like that. Every time that there's progress in cancer and, and in screening and in treating and things like that, life expectancy goes up. You know, I mean, eventually you get to the point that, that you know, a, a healthy human with so many things that could be battled, I mean, life expectancy could be pushed up another five, seven, ten years within the next generation. It's something that you can look at, and that's a little, you know, that can be a little bit uh, frightening if you're somebody planning for your retirement. That certainly has been, you know, the case with the exception of the last couple years with COVID. Yeah, right, right. We slipped back, but um, for sure, I mean, my my grandmother passed away this past year. She was 94, I believe, my year before last. My wife's grandfather passed away. He was 100. Yeah, wow. You know, you, you... a generation ago, that would have been a rare thing. Exactly uh, true. Yeah, you know, and you that's not that's not that uncommon anymore. What's going to happen when you have to plan for storing your consciousness in your in your, in your <laughs> retirement? Right. I mean, well, never want to die, so you have to have enough money to uh, to save that uh, to save the hard drive that your consciousness is. Well, you better you case. better have the power of compounding on your what's right for you in that case. What in the heck is going to happen there? <laughs> uh, and. and and these things can can kind of compound, but but you can have all types. And one of the major things that you talk about on here, especially when you're talking about a market where you don't want to have to access any funds necessarily or pull anything out, you really need to have some liquid funds for an emergency. So you're not scrambling trying to in a down market in a depressed market trying to find ways to to become liquid if you have an emergency that comes up. Right. I mean, certainly uh, inside your financial plan, that's one way you can deal with the volatility is have enough money out of the market to meet your short-term needs, your income needs that you have to live your life. But beyond that, an emergency fund um, that you, uh, you know, should have had during your working career, really, since since you began uh, uh, living on your own, you know, one of the key things is to have an emergency fund because things do come up unexpectedly out of your normal budget that you have to deal with. And if you're not prepared for that, then um, it can disturb all aspects of your financial life. And um, w- that's the one thing we do know about life is that things all- don't always go as planned. And um, and that's not going to stop just because you retire. There are going to be things that happen. You're going to need to put a new roof on your house. You know, you, the tire blows out on your car, whatever the case may be, that's going to be kind of outside your normal budget. And it... I think is key, particularly if you're, um, you know, on a pretty good fixed income, a tight budget in retirement. When those things happen, if you have an emergency fund and let's say you spend down two thousand uh, dollars out of the out of the norm, you know, try to make an effort to replace that by tightening up the budget a little bit for a period of time until you get that back in, because there will be more emergencies in the future, um, and that has to come from somewhere. And if you take it out of of uh, um, the funds that are providing the long term income, you know, for for your retirement, eventually you get to where maybe they start to deplete, or or maybe you get them to the point where they can't keep up with inflation anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's the risk of of you know 
using those investment dollars for emergencies that pop up from time to time. You really have to account for those. And, and the name of the game in some of the kids is just discipline, isn't right. it? It's You have to recognize when – if you have an emergency fund, congratulations. But if you, if you recognize that you spent out of that emergency fund, you did it once, but now you have to do it again. You have to find a way right. to build that back up. Uh, and, and in retirement, it's, it's even more difficult. Yeah. You know, while you're working, maybe you say, well, I'm going to work a little overtime or right, I'm going to do some odd job to – to make to to meet that need, skip um, eating out twice a week or something, which you don't necessarily do in retirement. Right. So it, it just uh, it it requires a little more forethought and planning as you go into that stage of life. Uh, just uh, last year, I had a situation where, and and this just shows how things can compound. I, I do have an emergency fund. It's not as big as I'd like it to be, but to, to try to pivot off of pretty major things, and then I keep one credit card, and it's the kind you have to pay off every month, so I don't get in any kind of debt. But I had um, an emergency come up and happen. It was a household thing that I had to get taken care of. Got it taken care of. Thank goodness I still have a little bit left. But then I had something else happen. And then I had my car stolen. So in a course of like just like a week long period or a 10 day period, I had like three fairly major emergencies. The end with my car being stolen wasn't directly cash that I needed, but just everything around that requires money to take care of for for the intermediate amount of time, you know, uh, whatever it is. And so then what happens is to take care of all of these different emergencies that came up, part of it I could fund out of my emergency fund, but then I had to go into debt to to uh, figure out the rest of it. I only have the credit card that I pay off at the end of the month, so I had to figure out how to get everything taken care of by the time all that came due. It all worked out, but that just goes to show if I didn't have that initial emergency fund to kind of slow down the, the, the emergency or the panic, it could have been much, much worse than what it actually was because that stuff snowballs just like anything else. You get behind on this thing, then the next thing, then you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul on the next thing, and before you know it, you're behind. That's just what happens happens in life. That's how it happens. And and so having that emergency fund up there and uh, making sure that you have the money to spend in your uh, retirement, that's uh, that's very important. Something else I wanted to talk about, and I saw a lot of this during COVID, uh, people talking about uh, borrowing money from their retirement. And I think that the government maybe uh, loosened some regulations around that where you didn't have to pay as many penalties or something like They made it more accessible to get into your retirement funds if you wanted to, if you were on financial hardship. Not necessarily a bad idea for for you to be able to access those funds more freely that the government did, but there's some real um, problems that could come up from borrowing against your your 401k. Yeah, especially if it's for um, consumption. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if it's for another investment or, or, or something of that nature. I mean, I'm not advising that for sure, but uh, but in particular consumption, you know, you take it out and you buy a new uh, boat or you buy something like that oh, that, that becomes an expense. Um, because some people look at that and see, particularly when you're when retirement seems far off, you know, when you're 35 years old and retirement seems forever away, but the boat is right there. <laughs> That's a good point, right? <laughs> and so it can be tempting to borrow against, uh, you know, your retirement funds and say, well, I'm, I'm paying myself back. Right. I'm not paying the bank back because you do pay interest and you pay it to, your, to yourself. Right, right. Um, but that money that comes out, you know, it's it's not invested in growing and compounding anymore. The contributions are going in or going in to pay the loan. They're not really contributions into your retirement, new contributions into your retirement plan. So it actually can set you back much farther than it seems like hmm. because you've lost all of that compounding opportunity and new savings that were we're going into new funds are are now going into paying off the debt and paying off the boat essentially in that example it, um so you know there again that's not something that that uh, you know affects you necessarily in retirement but but certainly as you're planning for retirement 
you know, those are things you see folks that, you know, they do, and it, and it can put them behind the eight ball pretty quick uh, when retirement rolls around. And I have to say, this is one of those areas that I saw this, you know, on, on our 401k page that we have here at work, when you go to the place that manages it for us, you know, you, you log in and then they'll have these messages that they send you that, you know, different different levels of urgency. But I did notice that uh, uh, during the peak of COVID, when I would log in, there would be a pop-up that would come up every single time that was from um, my bank that would say, that would tell me about this program, that the, right. the federal government is now going to allow you to get your 401k funds. I mean, it's right there, basically begging me i mean if you were in, in the right mindset you'd be like this thing's just begging me to take this money you know what i mean right um so this is really one of those circumstances where you may have been managing your retirement your 401k whatever it's just something that you plug and play that you do every month that if you logged on to this you'd be like oh that's a good idea or hey well, that seems easy yeah it's very easy but I it's mean, one you of the don't have to apply for it yeah you right know, they just, just give it to a, you right click a button and the check comes you know i uh, i went through about like three steps because i was just curious of you know how easy it was and it was seriously basically here's the amount of uh, that uh, you have vested that you can borrow from here's the amount here's the terms you could do sign up and, and we'll send it to you i was like that's i could like take my entire retirement or what was available our retirement just by think, like six I clicks the, i think the max is fifty thousand yeah, dollars yeah so, i mean it was so, you know if you have a, a you know a decent 401k plan and you do see that boat you actually could buy it. right <laughs> i'm just thinking that that is a, exactly one of those circumstances that if you were working with a financial advisor that you're working with somebody to help you retire right you would have saw that that one there maybe you're still taking care of that portion of your employer fund whatever you you're like man is that a good idea and then you could have picked up the phone and called john and be like john i just got this thing that just showed up and then you could get counseled a little bit on it because it really if you don't know that much about it and it just comes up there like you just said it sounds like all a great deal i'm borrowing it from myself I'm paying myself back. What's the harm? I'm just taking my own money to pay off my own problems or whatever it is. But there are some problems that could be attached to that. You need yeah, to be potentially. careful. I mean, I'm not saying never do right, it. Right. But, you know, there can be circumstances. But, uh, um, you know, uh, consumption is the real the real thing that can get you in trouble. You're just burning that. through it to, to right. consume. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, John Burdett from Fourth Avenue Financial. If you're having questions about how you can retire right, things are looking ugly in the market right now. That doesn't mean there's not opportunity or there's ways that you can be safe. If you have uh, questions about uh, your portfolio or maybe that of a loved one, you have a parent or maybe a kid that's just starting out and you want to uh, give them some advice, you can give John a call this morning and he can help you out. 304-345-5858. 345-5858 is our number. You can also text over any questions that you have. 304-935-5008. 304-935-5008 is the number you can text on. Before we go to the break, we actually have a text question that has just come in. This is from the 304-539. Uh, ask John what he thinks about fixed annuity to protect our money. Well, fixed annuities can be a, a certainly a, a tool in the toolbox that you can use to uh, to secure your money. There's typically not uh, principal, uh, uh, you know, risk to your principal. Um, the interest rates, though, right now are relatively low uh, because, you know, even though rates are rising, I think the last uh, fixed annuity I quoted from somebody was a five-year, and it was a little over 3%, for instance. Hmm. Um, that's still below the rate of inflation. Um, you know, if inflation stays at 8%, you earn 3 you're losing 5% of your purchasing power. So, it, it you know, it has the risks of... Uh, of losing purchasing power uh, because it is a fixed investment, um, but it might be our all right place, you know, for that kind of intermediate space of safe money that mm. that you might need for a short term purpose. 
probably not suitable if you're, if you're using it for a long-term purpose like funding a retirement or something of that nature uh, for the growth that you need to keep up over time with inflation. That's John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. If you have questions along those lines or anything else, you can give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858. 304-345-5858. You can text over your questions just like that last caller just did to 304-935-5008. We'll take a break and be back right after this. You're listening to Retire Right Radio. I'm Dale Cooper. That's John Burdett on 580 WCHS, the voice of Charles. In today's busy world, you need a credit card that can keep up with your hectic schedule. That's why you need a Visa credit card from Member's Choice, West Virginia Federal Credit Union. You'll get a low 9.9 APR with no annual fee, a 25 day grace period, you choose rewards program, and so much more. It's time you get more out of every day with a card made for the way you live. Stop in to 201 Ohio Avenue in Charleston or visit memberschoicewv.com today. Credit card loans are subject to credit approval. Additional loan fees and restrictions may apply. Advertising of this promotion does not represent loan approval or commitment to lend. Hey, this is Dave Allen from Parmar Stores. And what do Kent, Ohio, Woodsfield, Ohio, Hurricane, West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia, and Elkview, West Virginia all have in common? These are just a few of the recent communities where Parmar has opened new stores. And in the month of May, Parmar will open five new stores in Greenbrier County, West Virginia alone. We're always hired at our Parmar Stores, too. Visit parmarstores.com slash careers. Download the Parmar app and sign up for our rewards card. And remember, folks, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. This is Jim Strawn for Banker's Life. For over 140 years, Banker's Life has provided financial security to their clients and policyholders. During the same time, Banker's Life has helped change the lives of many of their associates personally, professionally, and financially. Questions regarding Medicare and Social Security? 304-757-4134. If you're interested in a free review with a financial advisor or looking for a new career in the financial industry, contact them, Dennis Harmonson at BankersLife.com. Dennis, H-A-R-M-I-S-O-N at BankersLife.com. There's no life like the banker's life. This is Retire Right Radio with John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. Taking your calls at 304-345-5858 or texts on 304-935-5008. I like to spend some time in you're listening to Retire Right Radio. Thanks for tuning in on this Monday morning. A little rainy out there right now, but still a pretty nice Monday in store for you. It's going to be in the uh, mid-70s today with uh, scattered showers, a little cloudy off and on, but not a bad day. Tomorrow is going to be a day you want to circle your calendar. If the weather doesn't change or the forecast doesn't change, it looks like it's going to be uh, mostly sunny or partly sunny with uh, highs in the uh, uh, mid-70s tomorrow. So that's the kind of day you, you really want to... I need to do a show outside at some point in uh, weather like that very soon. <laughs> uh, I like doing shows outside when the weather's really nice. I, I have this thing. I want to go over to Slack Plaza and just do a show. You know, my afternoon show, uh, Hotline with Dave Weekly, that, that's something that's fairly movable. I think I might uh, try to arrange with the city over some time to go over there and just do a show some afternoon. Oh, maybe, maybe we can give away yeah. cheeseburgers or something. I don't know. I, it's just it's such a nice little area over there now, and uh, I love doing shows outside when it's nice. Hmm. We can do that in front of your office Sometime. We could. Let's do that. Actually, we should. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason. We can just do a show in front of your office. That would be cool. Be a little <laughs> early for uh, for uh, folks walking by, but we get the business folks that uh, that need to see you probably. Yeah, maybe we move it to, to uh, afternoon show at the plaza. Right, by, That's right behind my office. Let's do it. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I think we could definitely do, we could definitely do that. 
You're listening this morning to Retire Right Radio. Give us a call, 304-345-5858. You can also text over any questions you have to 304-935-5008. We've had a little bit of each of those things this morning. We're talking about the eight different ways that uh, that you could uh, run out of money during retirement. And uh, we've talked about taking all the way down to taking uh, money from a loan from your retirement fund. And there's another one that, that uh, not next up on the list, and by the way, you can find this article not only over on John's Facebook page at 4th Avenue Financial, you can also find it on our socials, 580WCHS uh, on uh, Twitter and WCHS Network on Facebook. And this one is uh, unfortunate, but unfortunately it happens to a lot of people, and that's if you fall ill. Uh, there's a lot of short-term, long-term disability, you know, situations where you're just not able to work anymore or work at a, at a greatly reduced rate, and that can really mess with and your there, retirement. Again, these are things that are largely out of your control, right. So, um, but it is it is a potential financial burden. Um, between a, If you're a husband, a 65-year-old husband and wife, you need um, about $300,000 would be your average cost of, of health care above and beyond you know, what Medicare handles. Wow. Um, throughout your life, the, the remainder of your life. So, you know, if you do retire and you have that million-dollar uh, retirement plan, that sort of thing, well, about a third of it really will most likely be gobbled up just with health care costs as you as you age. Wow. That, and and you have to be able to uh, – what are, what are some advice that you can give for somebody if they find themselves in a situation like I guess if you have if it's not going to be permanent if it's a like a a long-term disability where you can get some insurance on that you can still invest while you're doing you can just recalibrate your plan a little bit if you're getting like long-term disability or if you can make it if you can afford it I guess but I mean there are certainly insurances that will will take off or spread the risk of those uh, catastrophic events Um, uh, you know people buy supplemental insurance uh, with with medicare um, pretty frequently to help mitigate some of those large expenses so it's more of a budgetable amount over time um, and then long-term care is the big issue yeah that's uh, that, that uh, uh, because you can you know spend eight ten thousand dollars a month now on on uh, full uh, nursing home care that sort of thing and uh, it's it's a big expense that's hard to it's so large it's hard to plan you know really plan for um, it's one of those risks that, that are out there. You may be able to insure against it in ways. I mean, there are certain investment products that have riders that might um, help mitigate some of those costs. But it, it is truly one of those risks that are out there that, uh, um, you know, you have to think about. You can you can make some, some arrangements, but but quite frankly, the, the, the costs sometimes are beyond what, you know, are, are able to be planned around. I was recently reading, and this is slightly off topic on this, but I was recently reading a, a real long form uh, breakdown on some of the uh, the costs for um, uh, like nursing home care and right. and uh, end of life care and different things like that. And the article came from the perspective of parents and kids that that uh, honor the pledge, "I'll never put you in a nursing home." Right. So it was breaking down the cost with trying to take care of like a parent at home that is suffering from different problems and from a nursing home that's suffering from different problems. Man, I tell you, there's not a real good solution out there uh, because even if you try to take on that stuff on your own, I mean, it's super expensive to do it. And plus, you're, you're, you're all the time that it takes. Giving up your also your ability to earn wages exactly. as well. Uh, exactly. The, the opportunity cost it, of that. It's much of a handcuff for the, the child as much as it seems like a, an honorable promise to make to your to your parents. You're really taking – 
earning potential and your livelihood away from yourself, and it's very expensive, even if they have some insurance on it. But then you look at the end-of-life care that you get to uh, in nursing homes or even just you know regular, not necessarily end-of-life, but just regular nursing home care, people to move over. I mean, it, there's no real easy solution there. I mean, you're right. It, it takes a little bit of planning to, to, uh, uh, to navigate those waters. Yeah, and, and those, those large expenses, nursing, full care, nursing home expenses, um, you know, statistically, they're about, they last about 18 months. Uh, but certainly people have, you know, can be in nursing home care for really extended periods of time, which can be financially devastating. I mean, even insurance that you purchase to protect against that usually has some sort of a time very limited time you know, yeah. constraint, um, and if you happen to be one that that you know needs that care longer, you know it, it can be financially uh, a huge financial burden. Another uh, situation you want to make sure that you can, uh, or one of the things you need to be aware of, and and whatever you can do to try to safeguard against it a little bit, you depend on uh, on a central source of income. So. As much as we talk about retirement, as long as we talk about retirement, right, and diversification and investing and different things like that, ultimately, a large portion of people, 80-some percent of folks, still rely primarily on Social Security benefits as being their primary income driver in retirement. Right. And and sometimes people come in and with, with fears that, oh, Social Security is going to go away and those type of things. And I, I don't – I think that fear is probably – much overblown. I think if you're receiving Social Security, you can expect to continue to receive Social Security, you know, for the rest of your life. So the this point is not that oh the, the Social Security will go away. It's just that um, you know Social Security uh, um, has a cost of living index, uh, but most folks say it doesn't quite keep up with the with the rising cost the way the index is calculated. Um, so. Being exposed and that being your main income source somewhat limits you. You have no flexibility in that. What, whatever that is is what you have to work with. Um, where if you have another source of income, um, maybe coming off of your own investments, there's more flexibility to that. You can stage that up and down if you want to take a trip or you want to do something extra one year. Uh, you you can make adjustments for that, um, you know, periods of time when the market's down, you know, having Social Security and a uh, a pension or annuity payment um, can help diversify your income so you can maybe pick and choose where is the most opportune time to take your income from that mm. year. Um, you know, anytime you have multiple uh, places to draw from, you're, you're protecting yourself and giving yourself more options. So, uh, yet again, uh, another strategic uh, avenue that you need to explore. And oftentimes you need help. If you want to give us a call this morning, we still have a few minutes left. If you want to figure out how to pick out your path, 304-345-5858, 345-5858. Of course, you can call Fourth Avenue Financial uh, Financial Information. A lot of times I understand you want to share that one-on-one, not necessarily on the radio. So you're welcome to give John after the show, John a call after the show, of course, at 304-746-7977. That's Fourth Avenue Financial's phone number, 304-746-7977, and you can get your uh, free consultation that way if you have some advice you want to ask. We also have lots of folks now going to the website and scheduling their own uh, consultation right on the website. There we go. Click and... uh book book uh, time convenient for you to, to talk. So that's uh, fourthavenuefinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing, including the number fourth, and uh, fourthavenuefinancial.com, and you can, uh, you can select your consultation that way as well. Uh, highly convenient, and uh, what's it going to hurt to have uh, John and a professional take a look at uh, your situation and see if there's some things that you're missing, some things you can help with, because 
it is hugely complicated. There's a lot of things that you can overlook. There's things that change all the time. And uh, there's, frankly, things that, uh, that you can do that you can't think about because you just don't know. You have to be a professional to know some of these things. And uh, that's where you can tap into uh, John Burdett and Fourth Avenue Financial to help you out. We're talking this morning about the things that you can do that would uh, cause you to run out of money in retirement. Uh, we were just talking about falling ill and uh, having only one source of income. Uh, and Number six on your list, and this seems pretty common sense, but again, I think that 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 it's an issue that strikes a lot of people, and that's just that you overspend. Yes, and I, I think the real risk here is that most folks, when they reach retirement, their habits don't change that much. Um, you know, a lot of times folks spend actually a little less money in retirement because, uh, you know, they're not doing the eating out and all the things maybe that were associated with working and traveling to and from work. So the not paying uh, various taxes, uh, FICA taxes, things like that that were coming out of your income. Uh, you know, most folks uh, tend to settle in and, and keep that routine going. However, when you retire, all of a sudden, that $200,000, $500,000, million that was kind of locked away and you didn't think about it, all of a sudden is in an account that you can control and access at any time you want. Mm. And sometimes... Uh, you know, that big number uh, entices people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And you start spending that money down too quickly, and it's definitely taking it from the future, right. the future income that you can draw. And so uh, it's okay to, to uh, uh, you know, a lot of times folks say, I, I want to travel, I want to do these things, and I might spend a little extra upfront in retirement. But you need to plan for that. Mm-hmm. It has to, there has to be a method to it, not just see that big pool of money and say it's, it's, it seems so large, it's, it's limitless. I, you know, that probably won't work out that way. <laughs> when you factor out of it, not only your living expenses on, on a monthly basis, which if it hasn't changed, means that you still need, you know, that amount of money on right. a monthly basis. But then you just talked a little bit ago that you'll need two to three hundred thousand dollars in medical expenses more than likely that, uh, that's not paid for through, uh, through Medicare. Uh, um, there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind. So just seeing that, it's kind of a lottery mentality, I guess, when you get that account and you see it might have seven figures in it or something like that. You're like, oh, well, maybe I could buy a house for my kid or something. You know, maybe right. not. Right. Yeah. You know, like I say, a million dollars represents about a $40,000 prudent income stream that you could draw from that through retirement. So it's a lot of money at one time. But over the course of retirement, that's about what it will do. Fairly modest. Uh, fairly fairly modest. modest. You yeah. know, of course, you know that person also has Social Security, so they're going to be doing pretty well in retirement. But, but um, it can be tempting when all you have to do is click a button and that's right. Like like we talked about with the four hundred one k, when you can click a button and have access to it, all of a sudden, all those wishes seem possible and. and can't sabotage you. This is John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. Don't forget, this show will re-air this afternoon at uh, 105 on our sister station, 680 KAZAM. That's Charleston's Business Radio. Podcast will be up in about an hour. 4th Avenue Financial will be found online. It's 4thAvenueFinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing. 4thAvenueFinancial.com. You do that same search on Facebook, and you can like the page. Located 170 Court Street, downtown Charleston. That's right next to National Travel, across from the Town Center Mall. 170 Court Street, 304-746-7977. 304-746-7977. John, We'll see you back here next Monday for Retirement Radio. Sounds great. See you.